What it do, Sports Betting Nation? Ace is high here with you on a fantastic day, and I am joined by the one and only Hardways Mike in the hot seat. How you doing, Hardways? I'm doing great, Aces. It's beautiful outside today. I'm back in the Chicagoland area. As you know, I was doing some scouting for us in advance of college football season. I was down in the Illini country, down in Champaign, Illinois. We've got some things in the works for college football that we're really excited about this year. So make sure you watch what we're doing on social media. Sign up for our emails because we'll have some announcements next month and then start rolling out some stuff for college football in August. Are you excited, Aces? No. You know I'm excited. You didn't even have to ask me that question, my friend. You knew the answer. But I don't want to get too far ahead because as much as I love college football and as many great things we're going to bring the people this year with college football, we got a lot of action going on right now. Is that not the case? That is the case. And let's jump into the French Open. You and I were chatting about this a little earlier. There was a doubles pair in the women's French Open that was disqualified due to an inadvertent hit of an out-of-play ball onto a ball girl. What do you think about that? I mean, I don't like that it happened. I wish that it hadn't happened. There are two players that I, you know, I watch women's tennis also, but I watch tennis pretty, you know, vehemently. And I I'm going to say there are two players that I never really heard of, but as far as what happened, you got to protect the ball people. You got to protect the lines people. You got to understand some of these, especially in the men's league, you're hitting the ball 140, 150 miles an hour. You have to protect the people that are working there. So it's unfortunate that it happened, but you know, it's not the first time back in, I think a couple of years ago, maybe 2020 Djokovic, he did the same thing. Only his was out of frustration. I believe this one was more of an accident, like didn't even mean to be, Hitting the ball frustratedly? I saw the video. It looked like she was frustrated, and the hit was certainly inadvertent. Not not an intentional thing by any measure. I understand the rule. It's unfortunate. I wish it hadn't gone down like that. But ladies' tennis is is a fun sport to watch. Today, it's been pretty chalk all around. Jabur won in straight sets. Goff won in straight sets. Swiatek won on a walkover, I believe, over Serenko. And then Haddad Madia Maya also won in three sets there. So nothing much on the men's side, though. Is there anything sticking out that you're noticing this year? Well, I'm I'm noticing this. I, you know what I'm real excited for? I'm excited for this Rude Rune match. I don't know if you've been following. I, I told you maybe a couple of weeks ago. When they're still playing in Rome, man, I hope we see Rude and Rune play. It's come to fruition, baby. They're going to be playing, and I'm real excited for that match. That's the one I'm looking forward to. We don't have any lines on it yet. My system actually has Rude as the favorite, sitting around 53%, which is around minus 113. The, the market's not going to come out anywhere near that. I, I can almost guarantee you Rune is going to be the favorite, probably in that minus 150, plus 120 range. But anything above that plus 120, on Rude, I think I'm going to take it. He, as hot as Rune's been, he's just been crushing people straight sets. I I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to watch the match, however it goes. If I get a better number than plus 120 on Rude, that's probably where I'm looking on the men's side. Yeah, there's no lines up for that on any of the sports books that I see just yet. So I'm excited about that. Rude won in straight sets, although they went to seven games each set. And then Rune, I don't even know. Let's count up the number of games that they played here. It's got to be 50 not quite, but it, there's a lot of games in the Rune series. So I wonder if he'll be, he's going to be a little tired coming into that. Well, he he had the, the I shouldn't say, yeah, because he didn't win the last match straight sets, did he? He had that one to Oh, they went to one five, to six. five sets. Well, yeah. they went, they, yeah, they went to their, they went to a tie break a couple of times, which is the key. And then he dropped the second to last. See, with tennis, it's a lot different. Like if they can tell early on they're going to drop the set and they have a two set lead, they'll just drop the set. He dropped it one to six, if I'm not mistaken. 
Uh, just that's a set where he knows he's not going to win it. He's saving his energy and he's going to come at him the next time. So I do believe that Rune has the better legs in this one. I think Rude has had the tougher, as we've gone through this tournament, the tougher, you know, competition definitely hasn't beaten them as much. Yeah, he was playing Sorondolo, who was ranked 23rd. And you're right, it looks like he dropped the set 6-1, but he needed the stamina then because it was 7-6, but it went to 10-7 on there. So just a, a lot of games in that. Just kind of circling around some other sports that we had over the weekend. The Memorial Tournament wrapped up, and Victor Hovland came screaming in from behind, and he ended up winning. And I was thrilled about that because I took him to win on the Bet Rivers promo. So that was a nice little end to my Sunday there. McCarthy was second and went to a playoff there. They both were seven under, and then Scotty Scheffler was six under. That guy is just playing outstanding golf right now. In NASCAR, I've had another event. I don't know if you're watching it, but the Illinois 300 was held on Sunday. Kyle Busch ended up winning. Denny Hamlin was in second. Logano, Larson after that. Just a lot of chalk there in NASCAR. I know that we do have a, a NASCAR guy in our midst. We'll probably bring him on at some point to talk a little bit. Some of the bigger stuff coming up. Other than that, Major League Baseball. How was your weekend betting-wise? Well, you're in the SBI Discord over there. You know it was a great weekend. You know, the, the whole it seemed like the whole SBI Discord, everyone was having a great weekend. I know you had a good weekend yourself. Mr. I don't, I don't want to butcher his name. Aaron Judge, I believe is how you pronounce it. Mr. Aaron Judge, going deep for you. Come on. How about that player proppy? That was fun. We used our MLB player props page, which is new to our site, which we're really excited about. I was looking for value on Judge. Found it on Friday over on Barstool Sportsbook. He didn't come through. And then Saturday, I said, I'm running it back. Found a little value there as well. And he did come through for us. So, yes, it was a good weekend all around. That was part of our series spotlight this weekend, which was the Dodgers and the Yankees. The Dodgers ended up taking two of the three. Oh, excuse me. The Yankees ended up taking two of the three, I believe, in that series. Yeah, the Yankees won yesterday. They uh, they took the, the second one of the series and the, broke the tiebreaker yesterday, uh, came on top of the Dodgers. I will say the Braves game yesterday, too. I don't know if you caught it. I, I watch your Braves game every now and again, let me tell you. But that was exciting. They were, they were down, and all of a sudden we get a grand slam in the ninth. To take the Braves over the Diamondbacks, they went 2-3 in their series, too, which I was happy about. And also yesterday, you're talking about player props. Mr. Ronald Acuna had two stolen bases yesterday. Is that something you're looking at on those player props, is stolen bases? It, it is. Stolen bases ticked up this year, just in terms of some of the rule changes, larger bags, and, and with the pitch clock and everything. So I'm trying to find some guys that, and you can find some good stolen base lines in the plus 400s, plus 500s even. I'm wondering where Acuna ended up yesterday. I didn't tag that. I wish I had two stolen bases. Can't even imagine what the odds are on that. Probably 20, plus 2,500, 2,800, somewhere in there. Yeah, I don't know any of the books that actually do over one and a half, which the line would be. I'm sure there's some uh, for Acuna. They might have it, too, because also Albies stole a base yesterday, too. So I'll have to look at those. I didn't look at the line either before that. I have bet stolen bases in the past. I'm not a big player props guy. You know that, though. So it's not something I have expertise in. Well, I'm at that. I'm on that player pop props page multiple times a day because that is the stuff I love. I love those long money, big money odds kind of guys and, and it can happen in the MLB this year there's a lot of rule changes that are favoring us but moving on we've got a small slate today it's Monday we're gearing up for of course our favorite day of the week Dinger Tuesday a couple of games that that look kind of juicy we've got the Astros and the Blue Jays here coming up at six o'clock tonight the Astros are the dogs on that they're on the road they're in Toronto best lives we're seeing are plus 102 on Barstool Sportsbook you get plus 100 of bet MGM so barely plus money odds there Blue Jays minus 115 you can get that on both points bet and Caesar Sportsbook. The Astros are having a good year, 35 and 24. And so are the Blue Jays, surprisingly, 33 and 27. Yeah, the Burrs, 
birds, they've all been doing well. Let me tell you that minus 110 line, I think you quoted it as, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm going to take that against the Astros. I just don't want to bet against the team that you mentioned has been, you know, really good throughout the season, both equal teams, but I, I don't want to bet against the Astros and I'm not going to take that minus 104 on the Astros. So yeah, I don't blame you there. Uh, the Cubbies are having a mediocre season. They're 26 and 32. They're playing the Padres are in San Diego. They're wrapping up the series. That's disappointing to see the San Diego is only 27 and 32 this year. It's disappointing for me. I took them before the season to win both the NL and to win the World Series. So that is looking like a pipe dream at this point. That line on that game, though, is Padres are the favorites there, minus 170 on DraftKings. And then if you're back in the Cubbies, plus 150 on Caesar Sportsbook. And you can get that on Barstool as well. White Sox, White Sox have the day off. The only other one that I really want to look at, is the Rays and the Red Sox. They're in Boston. The Rays are the favorite, though. Minus 145 is what I'm seeing best odds on points bet. And then the Red Sox plus 132. So that's a bit of a narrow money lines there. Any thoughts on that game? No, no thoughts on that game, really. I'm not familiar with either of the pitchers, which kind of keeps me away from a baseball game. I would jump back to the Cubs, though, and I kind of like the Cubs plus 150. I don't like Hendricks on the mound, and I don't like betting against... Snell, but I don't know if you saw yesterday's the Cubs just whooped up on the Padres. They're actually the favorites yesterday. The Cubs were there about, you know, a pick them game, but they, I believe they are minus 115 on a book or two. So I, I might be looking at the Cubs just to try to get a, you know, a flyer on them tonight with Hendricks on the mound. I can't say I know much about either of the pitchers in the Red Sox Rays game. So I'll, I'll stay away from that one. Well, just to touch base on the pitchers on the Cubbies game, the Blake Snell's on the mound for. The dot or the Padres, as you had mentioned, he's having a, a, a very bad season. One and six win loss record, four five ERA is not terrible. Six one walks to 34 Ks, but his walks or Ks to walks ratio is usually much better than that. So that's not a bad line there on the Cubbies, if you like that. You got McClanahan on the mound for the Rays there. And I'm probably gonna sprinkle a little bit on the Rays just because McClanahan is just having an absolutely dominant season, eight one record and two oh seven. ERA. Now we did have yet another major game last night, and that was the Heat and the Nuggets in Game Two of the NBA Finals. Aces, did you watch that at all? No, I was watching French Open tennis and a little bit of college baseball. Did not catch the NBA game, but I did know they were playing. Well, surprise, surprise, the Nuggets came out sluggish, and they ended up getting back into it. And they were up quite a bit at at one point. They were up by probably 11, 12 points at halftime. So I threw a little bit on. The Heat at plus 330, I thought, okay, can Jimmy Buckets get him back into it? Well, it turns out they didn't need Jimmy Buckets. It was Gabe Vincent last night with 23 points. Jimmy Butler had 21, and the Heat managed to sneak out a win, 111-108 on the road in Denver, surprising everybody. The Nuggets, as I mentioned on the podcast yesterday, were big favorites. Minus 345 is where it ended up at. Big surprise there, and now this series moves or moves to Miami for two games starting on Wednesday of this week, got the Heat are still the dogs, though, even though they're home. Plus 120 is the best line that I'm seeing. few books there, DraftKings, FanDuel, and PointsBet. If you're back in the Nuggets, you minus 135 on BetMGM and Caesar Sportsbook. Are you going to be watching the game on Wednesday, Aces? Maybe, uh, maybe I'll check that to see if see if Hardways can make a little money on that one. <laughs> maybe I'll tune in. Well, at minus 135, I'm fine back in the Nuggets. The Heat hit almost 30 or 50% from the three line there. And I don't think that's sustainable. I don't think they're going to be able to score like that. I think the Nuggets kind of clamped them down a little bit. I'm looking at the spread there, minus two and a half. I might tease that to minus six and a half, seven and a half. I think the Nuggets can really play some hardcore basketball. NHL, though, I know you watched the game on Saturday. Is that correct? You know that, baby. What an exciting game. And I, I didn't expect that the Knights – I expected they were going to win. And last week I talked about on the podcast that minus one and a half puck line was, you know, a juicy bet. I'm glad that one covered for me. But 
I didn't expect they'd win that big. And I didn't expect that Florida would commit so many penalties. I mean, seven power plays. Jesus. Yeah, that that really hurt Florida there. The Golden Knights, I mean, that, that game was tied 2-2 two to two going into the third period, and the Knights just pulled away. So they ended up winning 5-2. to two. They take game one of the Stanley Cup Finals. We have game two tonight, and that is our series spotlight this week. we got three games on tap. We've got Monday, Thursday, and I believe Saturday of this week. So we got three games. We've got game two is still in Las Vegas tonight. What do you got, Aces? I'm looking, and I see best line for Golden Knights, minus 139 on Barstool Sportsbook. That's the best line across the board. And then if you're back in the Panthers, who are still in the road, plus 120 on BetMGM and PointsBet and DraftKings. Yeah, we're looking We're looking at the same page probably, buddy. SportsBettingIntel.com, that's where you, you get the best lines for what game you're going to bet. I, I am probably going to sit it out. And I, I know it's so disappointing Maybe the real Jay-Z will talk me into a total on this a bet on tonight's game. I don't know. We'll find out what the man has to say. But as far as the money line, I might set it out. The books open. This, and this is you can get great insight from a game like this into how sports betting wor- works. The books open this one. The Florida Panthers, that plus 110 line, you'll see that across most of the books, except for points bet. But they're by far the worst at opening lines out of the retail sports books in the U.S. That plus 110 line. You can tell money has been coming in on the Golden Knights. It's moved all the way up to plus 120 right now, and I don't expect that it'll drop back down. If you put a gun to my head, I'd probably say the books knew their number at that plus 110 mark, so I'll take that plus 120 because it's probably a little better than the even value. But for me, it's just... It's not enough, and I don't want to bet against the Knights. Well, I'm I'm excited for this game. I like to see scoring. Of course, the over-under is sitting at six now. When the last game, it was five and a half. So both the bust as we're seeing for that is six. We can get under six, though. It's shaded to the under, minus 130 on BetMGM, over six at plus 105. I don't know. The over looks kind of juicy there. If you can get six and get that push, possibly. If it goes four to two, you get an empty netter there. Three to two going in, you get an empty netter, you get that push. But yeah, three to three, you're you're guaranteed a win there. Any thoughts on the over? But the thing that scares me is I think the Panthers are going to tighten things up. So as far as going on the over, I think the D is going to get a little tighter. They're going to definitely, definitely commit less penalties. There will not be as much open ice as there was in game one because they're just too many seven power plays. Come on now. And the, <laughs> the Panthers had they had a shorthanded goal. Like I think it was in the second. I can't remember. And then they almost had another shorthanded goal in the third. He got stoned. Boom, got stoned on this breakaway on the short. He couldn't get it. But I, I just think they're going to clamp down a little bit more. So that over number scares me. If you're looking at the other books, you want to go over on that five and a half with that hook number. You know, you, you're paying a little bit of money. You're paying that 125. The number you mentioned on the six is probably, if I am going to do the over, that's where I'm going. I just want that plus, plus 105. Well, and that's uh, that that plus 105, that's on bad MGM if you're taking that. One other thing, I just want to look at the puck line right now. So the Knights, minus one and a half. If you think the Knights can win, good chance that Florida pulls their goalie early. You could get a, an empty netter and get that minus one and a half. You get plus 190 on points bet. Have you taken a lot of puck lines in the finals or in the in the playoffs this year? I've taken almost none. But I, I will say, as I mentioned before, and I mentioned on the podcast, I think it was last Thursday, I did take the Knights minus one and a half in game one. It was not that good of a number, though, when I took it. For game one, it was, I think, around the plus 155. And now you mentioned it's plus 190 if you want that Knights minus one and a half. So I, it's a nice number, but I'm not going to push my luck a little bit too much in this one. 
That's fair enough. Fair enough. Anything else on this game that you want to touch base on? Because that's pretty much it for tonight. We're going to be back, of course, later this week. Talk to these series more in depth. we got three games on tap for this week. That is why it's our series spotlight. We're super excited about this. We've also got NBA the rest of this week. Major League Baseball. There's a lot going on. We've got the French Open wrapping up. Of course, one more week of that. Is that right? Yeah, we got one more week. We got quarterfinals coming up now. Just finishing the last of the matches before that so it's a real exciting time for sports betting we got college world series too i mean they're finishing their regionals today or tomorrow or thursday depending on how things shake out and then super regionals start on friday those are best of three so there's just lots of opportunity lots of great things to talk about lots of reasons to get excited baby yeah that's exciting i am going to just quickly check on live right now i'm going to check i want to see what patrick wisdom is like home runs today see if there's anything that looks good man you can get patrick wisdom plus 510 on Barstool and Bet Rivers to hit a home run today. Patrick Wisdom was a Dinger Tuesday hero last year. I might dig a little deeper into that. That is from our player props page, which is now available to anybody with a subscription. And we, as always, we want to remind you that we're running a summer promotion. We're excited about MLB. We want to pass those savings on to you. So contact us to find more about that. And I also want to touch base on our Plus EV page, give you a Plus EV bet before we sign off for today. I'm looking at, I found one that's just over almost one and a quarter percent plus plus expected value. That's Texas and St. Louis today, seven o'clock game over 11 at Barstool plus 148. That's where I'm going to be putting some of my money tonight. Let's get after it. Aces, anything you want to leave the people with? Hey, I want to bring up that point that you just made, and I'll leave the people with this. You bet that plus 510 on Barstool Sportsbook, you put 100 on it, you're getting 510. You take a different line, for example, for that exact same bet, plus 450, on bet MGM, you're getting 450. If my math is correct, which it usually is, that's a $60 difference just for betting the best line. Come on now. Always look for that best line. Always make the smart wager. And that's why those player props page is so important. That's it for us today. Aces, appreciate you being on. I'll be back with the real Jay-Z later this week. Of course, in the meantime, as we say over here at SBI, you don't always have to bet, but when you do, wager wisely. <laughs>